Hey folks, Aaron Lee here. Before we get to the episode, a quick warning. We will be discussing a jolly old elf from the north. So if there are little ears around, you may want to wait for this episode. The last thing we want to do is spoil any Christmas magic. Now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to this special year-end wrap-up of Podcast in a Pear Tree. We are so excited to be with you. My name is Aaron Lee. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danielle. And we are going to be talking about some of the hits and some of the misses that we feel about this past season's Christmas Fair. But before we do, we always start off with uh, what have we been watching? But instead, this time we're going to do where have you been traveling? What have you guys been up to? It's been a long time since we last recorded. Danielle, what have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm first. I've been doing nothing. What do you mean you've been doing nothing? That's exciting in itself. Well, my mom and I were supposed to travel to see my grandfather and her flight got canceled. And so we didn't go anywhere, (laughs) which was funny because she kind of knew the week before the storm was coming and she texted me at work. And this is when we're still at work. And I'm like, what? What is going on right. and she's like should we cancel our flights for me it was almost two weeks away I was like I don't know so then she rescheduled her flight for Christmas Eve and then I was still gonna leave the following week and then here the storm comes and it's absolute mayhem and so then I'm like you know how are you feeling about your flight and she's like I don't know what's going on and then all of a sudden it got canceled and so then we decided let's just go another time <laughs> but where were you supposed to go Samantha I was supposed to go to North Dakota oh before. that would have been snow like sub-zero temperatures. It was kind of ridiculous that we were going up there at that time anyway, but yeah, we decided to stay put. So I've had um, like a staycation and a very um, California Christmas. Well, I too had a California Christmas. Sherry and I drove up to her family's house just outside of Sacramento, California. And while we were there, we got to go to Enchant presented by Hallmark. It was so much fun, you guys. I tried to do it as a surprise, but Sherry hates surprises. So she was, of course, pestering me with questions. What do I wear? What do we do? And I said, it's outdoor. There's walking. It's nighttime. Be prepared for that. And so she's like, hmm, I bet we're going to see Christmas lights. And then she's like, Sacramento Christmas light displays. And she's like, are we going to this? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> we're going to that. Aww. We had so much fun. It was just really, really spectacular. There was a light maze called the Mischievous Elf, where you got your little passport and you had to go through this whole maze looking for these eight treasures, these light up treasures that were incredible. And then you stamped your passport. You could hand it in to win something at the end. We're like, we just want to keep the passport. So we didn't hand it in to win. There was also a really cool ice skating rink that we did not partake in because Sherry falls down <laughs> often. And I was like, I don't think I want my girlfriend just falling down on the ice. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't do the ice skating, but we got a pretty good look at it. And it was really very, very, it was very funny because it was a few good skaters skating around, having fun in the middle. And then this like train of horrible skaters clutching the wall to stay up and pull themselves along the ice for dear life. I'm like, why are you skating if you can't skate? Because everyone's obsessed with skating outdoors during Christmas. It's California. No one gets to do it. So it's yeah, like, exactly. I've seen 
seen people um, do it in 70 degree weather. I mean, what was the, what was the temperature <laughs> up there? Was it cold Christmas or it hot was, Christmas? It was middle Christmas because for <laughs> me, it was fine. It was in the forties. So it wasn't super hot, but it wasn't oh, yeah, super cold. Not, it was not terrible. Meanwhile, Sherry is like, I'm freezing. I wore the wrong <laughs> coat. And she literally had to go buy another jacket and wear it. Oh, wow. But An enchant jacket? Was this no. a chant? Okay. Yeah, she <laughs> bought it. Okay. She bought a jacket at Enchant, but it wasn't an Enchant jacket. We looked at the Enchant sweatshirts and that kind of thing. They weren't up to her par. So this one took place at Sutter Health Park, which is the home of the River Cats, which is a minor league baseball team affiliated with the San Francisco Giants. And so she got herself a River Cat jacket. And she's like, I'm a River Cat now. And she's so excited because she loves the River Cat jacket and it's going to Finland, apparently. She's like, this is a great Finland mid layer. I'm like, okay. She's like, this is going to Scandinavia. folks. (laughs) (laughs) We got to see Santa and I was really impressed with how they did Santa because you got in line and then they had at least two Santas in separate rooms. So you were invited into the room with Santa and little kids wouldn't realize that there's another room with another Santa. Okay, so, I was wondering. So they kept the line moving really quickly. Mm. And also kept really the magic. Great. It also kept the magic. There could have been a little more decor in the room and the little hallway to get to the room. It was super decorated where Santa was, but it was very much photo shoot. It was like, oh, Santa's here for the night and we're going to set up a photo shoot with him. They did a little more magic in there. I also will say I do wish that they'd found a large, I know this, they found an entire baseball stadium. I wish they'd found a larger space so that everything could have been on one level. The maze and ice skating were really great and they were down on the baseball fields and it was really magical being down there. It was really exciting and lovely. But the market, the Christmas market that's supposed to be there, it was up on the entryway where like all the concessions would normally be. And it was just like, oh, I'm in a baseball stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I was just so going to say, did it feel aww. like you're in a baseball stadium? That was a little bit of a want However, we really loved it. We got our cocktails in our light bulb cups that lit up. They were watered down and sugared up. I had two and didn't feel anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> was it really busy? Um, it was busy when we left. But when we got there, it was really not busy at all. So we got right into things pretty quickly. I had bought the VIP tickets, so we weren't supposed to have to wait for the... They were only 25 bucks a piece extra. Uh, So we got to go in the VIP line for Santa Claus. Uh, We could have gone in the VIP line for ice skating and then the maze. We didn't need it for the maze. We were there early enough. We just walked in. We used it for Santa and (laughs) there was another group of adults behind us and we all were like is this wrong that we're cutting in front of all these children to see Santa Claus? I was just going to ask you, like, were you literally like... Maybe felt a little... (laughs) Oh my... (laughs) But you know, you want to know something, Samantha? I love Santa just as much as his children. That's what I mean. I love Santa. I do. I deserve it. So, so you got a we photo? Did we did not buy the photo. Oh. It was a cute photo. <laughs> he doesn't love Santa that much. <laughs> I love Santa, but not that much. <laughs> so we had a really good time. And what did you do, Danielle? Well, I have to confess to you, I also attended Enchant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in a yeah. different city, right? I did in a different go in city. a different city, yeah. So I went to 
one in Las Vegas. There's actually two locations of Enchant in Las Vegas. One is at uh, a, a ballpark, which is kind of further out. But I went to the one that was at Resorts World, which is the new hotel on the Strip. And it was all on one level. It was very beautiful. The only criticism I have is that there was no signage. Once you got there, you had no clue where to go. So like Ours we walked, too. There was very little like, signage. It was so hard to find the entrance and it was just, ugh, that was frustrating. But once we got there, amazing. I agree. Yay. It felt like you were in a Hallmark movie. Like the vibe that they did, the lights were everything. And that you felt like you were surrounded in this magical town. And because it was in an open space, Erin Lee, I feel kind of bad because we did get a very Christmas village vibe because all the vendors had their like cool tents and whatnot. And so it felt very like we were transported into location. I don't know if your location had this, but there were also people waving flags, dressed mm-hmm. as like drummer people. Like, like Oh, we did not get that. Oh yeah, like nope. nutcrackers. We basically had nutcracker people and they would occasionally perform trumpets and the like fife and drum. It was very cool. And also one of the other key differences it sounds like is that your maze was a mischievous elf, whereas we had the Great Search, which is where you had to find Santa's reindeer. And there were Ooh. huge reindeers. And so you're trying to find like Blitzen and Donner and, and you passport and they're huge, huge, like reindeers all around the maze and it was so cool and then obviously you're ending on Rudolph next to the gigantic tree which is very cool but same concept but although Aaron Lee I did turn in the passport because I want to win the opportunity to be an extra on a movie so I turned that in (laughs) I turned that in (laughs) so what were the vendors selling was it just enchant merch or was it like other cool stuff no it was not just enchant merch there was a lot of other cool stuff there was like a sock vendor there were some local but not a lot at mine and then there were a lot of christmas ornament vendors Mm. and a lot of food vendors i was surprised that the park allowed them to bring in a lot of outside food vendors but they did for dinner sherry and i got these uh bubble waffle cones it was but they were stuffed with chicken it was like chicken and waffles Mm. and she got like buffalo chicken and i got a mac and cheese chicken waffle nice it was good Okay, most importantly, did they have mulled wine or no? Because that determines whether I go or not. (laughs) Was it mulled wine? I don't don't think think so. so. Yeah, they had had a lot of like warm alcoholic options, for example, like a souped up hot chocolate that came in a cool Hallmark mug. I got the, what is it? What uh, I forget what it's called. It was Winter Jingle or something like that. It was like whiskey and fireball and pomegranate and cranberry and a lot of sugar. So I think the shots that were in it were very slight. And then there was a lot of sugar, but they were also like, you can put an extra shot in it to really pump that sucker up if you wanted to. <laughs> Oh, you, nice. And I think, I don't know if this is the case for you only, but Jack Daniels was one of the sponsors. One of the key features that was for me a highlight of my experience, in addition to the great search and finding these gigantic reindeers, was the tipsy tree It was tree the Jack Daniels. Danielle loves Jack Daniels. She loves eggnog no. and whiskey. Um, right. <laughs> if you knew me, if you knew me, ha, that, that's a hilarious joke. But what truly was the tipsy tree tavern. 
Ernie, I guess you didn't have this, but we the did, tips, but it wasn't did. as impressive, I guess. As ah, Vegasy, but see, Vegas, we have performers, so there were rotating stages of performances, and the, these performers would rotate between like the main stage outside that was open to everybody, but the, the Tipsy Tree Tavern was for 21 and up, and there was a small stage there, and it was kind of cool because well, it was warm, um, and it was its own lounge area, really cool decor. The trees were kind of tipped over, yeah. like the yeah, tip we of had it were tipped too. over. So they looked like they were tipsy. It was really cute. I loved it. It was really cute. I think we stayed there for like two hours at some point because the performances were really good. There were two memorable performers. One is, if you're ever in Vegas, Chase Brown. (laughs) Really great. He performs on Friday nights somewhere on Fremont Street, as well as John John, who was the MC, And his brother was apparently a finalist on the last season of The Voice. And they used to perform at Disney together. Very quality talent. And it was very, very good and very strong. That is probably one of the the biggest memories I'll take away from Enchant. Tipsy Tree Tavern. Tipsy Tree Tavern. (laughs) (laughs) And the performances. from there. <laughs> 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 oh, that sounds great. Vegas doesn't disappoint. Oh, again, the vibe of the different vendors and the performances, the festive feel. They also had fake snow. Uh, Ironly, again, I don't they, know if this We happened. had it. We had yeah, fake some snow. fake snow. Yeah. It was the soap snow, but it was fun. It was so fun. Yeah. And there was the ice skating rink, but I too also ignored it because I was like, I don't want to be falling down because that would be me. <laughs> Yes. Would you recommend going next year? Would you go again? Yes. I would go again. Yes. I would not get the VIP again. And I would just make sure I went early. To cut in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't go. I would If I didn't have VIP, I wouldn't go see Santa. Because I want to cut in front of those children. I want to see them cry. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would definitely go again, especially to the Vegas location because of the performers. They were yeah. so, so strong. Now I want to go to the Vegas location. <laughs> it's cool that they're a little different, though. Podcast in a pear tree field trip, tax deductible. Yep. <laughs> let's write it off. Okay, let's dive in here. Let's start by talking about Hallmark. Let's start with Hallmark. What did we love on Hallmark? My personal Hallmark favorite was Hall at the Holly. That, to me, was just top of the line Christmas comedy romance fun. I agree. I like that one a lot too. That was one of my tops. Um, my other top for Hallmark was I loved the Royal Nanny. Me too. That, that was one? like my runner up. Yeah. Remember? It seems like a long time ago. I almost forgot about it, but I really loved it. It almost felt like a real cinematic quality film. Not that these others don't, but you know what I mean when I say that? It felt like a real film and it was a creative um storyline and i loved it i had to mark that off for the technical faux pas that they had in their post-production <laughs> that's true but i did love haul out the holly i thought that one was great too danielle so if we're going by network then from hallmark i would say christmas at the golden dragon mostly because i really appreciated the ensemble storyline approach very similar to Love Actually and this, the layers of heartwarming stories and the trials and tribulations that come with the holiday that can be very painful and challenging, but you work through them and build community in the end. 
Yes, it's cheesy, but I liked it. I liked it too. I really liked the daughter that went to the boyfriend's house and was trying to have what she always saw as a perfect Christmas. And they're like, what are we doing? Because she like ordered them all Dickensian costumes and made them go caroling. And she's like, wait a minute, we've got to bake cookies now. We've got to do this. And we got to do that was so funny because it was she was hitting all those typical Hallmark movie tropes and poking fun back at them. And I really enjoyed that. Okay. Are we doing this by network though? Or are we just kind of like freeballing it? Freeball it, Danielle. What'd you love? <laughs> well, because I mean, I could, we could talk about Lifetime as a network too. And I can yeah. talk my top for that. But I know that my number one movie was not on either. So <laughs> that's why. That, well, okay. Mm. Going by network, Lifetime, my favorite was Santa Boot Camp. You cannot beat Rita Moreno. That was spectacular. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I like that one too. I agree. Um, my favorite on home, or sorry, Lifetime, A Christmas Spark with Jane Seymour. <laughs> that it was, was really good. That one was so good. <laughs> Jane and Seymour's so it, good. You know, it's one for um, the mature couples, as you say, Danielle. It's uh, Lifetime does a mature <laughs> romantic storyline and that was my favorite it was the most believable of all the couples i saw on screen this season i loved it yeah that was a sweet that was a cool one i mean jane seymour can't disappoint you know no you can't go wrong with jane seymour um, my top for Lifetime was Mary Textmas uh, because of the different location that it took us to and learning about different cultural traditions um, for Christmas and um, also just a reflection on the immigrant experience, too. I really love the combination of highlighting that story. So uh, that was my top for for Lifetime this season. There's, there's just so many. And I feel like this season we've watched so many films and going back to like some we watched in the very beginning. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this one. No, this one. No, this one. I don't know there were a lot of I agree with you Samantha I agree with you and here's the sad thing I'm like how look at how many I missed oh yeah me too (laughs) yeah same yeah absolutely I wish I'd seen that one I wish I'd seen that one I wish I'd seen that one it's impossible to see them all everybody nobody sees them all so you gotta pick and choose or you gotta start in October yeah Danielle got the head start. I did. I did. I will say I did try Mary Swissmas like three more times and I fell asleep every time. So that is a big no. I mean, I do have some honorable mentions though. I loved Hanukkah and Rye. I thought that was really fun. That same is honorable for me. Um, Yeah, I would agree. It was so much fun. Danielle, what was your top? It wasn't on that (laughs) Hallmark. It wasn't on Lifetime. Was it your Christmas or mine? Uh, from no, Amazon actually. Prime. Oh my no. gosh, that one too. I said that my top for the season was Must Love Christmas from CBS, mostly because okay. it was a varied, had a varied cast across the different networks. You know, we had people from Hallmark, from Lifetime, from GAC, and there are just unexpected twists in the storyline and this really good balance of cheese and reality that I, and it just kept you engaged. So good script. I would say. So that's my top. That's your top, top, Mm -hmm. top. I I would say, I think your Christmas or mine is probably my top, top, top. If we're not going by network or anything and just putting them all in a bag and I'm picking my favorite, your Christmas or mine. It was so well done. It could have been in the movie theater. Yep. I agree with you, Erin Lee. That was my top two. Like I would have watched that in the theater. It's on the same level. And walked away happy. 
Yeah, it's on the same level as um, do you remember that film Last Christmas? We that watched actually, that this year. It was fun. Yeah. I, 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 and I walked away. I saw that in the theater and walked away happy. I feel like it's on that same wavelength where that one actually was in the theater. Um, 2019 or early 2020? No, 2019. No, uh, 2019, I think. Christmas. Yeah, right before pandemic, I saw it in the theater. And I feel like your Christmas or mine definitely had that same vibe where it could fill a theater. It was I mean, Amazon fun. money, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, Amazon money, but I think also in a post-2020 world, I'm sure last Christmas might not have made it to the theater. No. Honestly, things are making more money on streaming services. Mm-hmm. Okay, now should we dish? Should we get into the bad ones? Oh my God. All right. Talking well, about I'll, the I'll bad ones can be more fun sometimes. What was atrocious? Well, the one where I thought... You both bamboozled me and told me to watch a film that I thought was not the right one. The most colorful time of the year. It's <laughs> on my list. It was so I, bad. The one in the middle, I was like, am I watching the right film? Because this is what we're reviewing. <laughs> that one was bad. It was so stalkery. But also was- such a great concept. And they just poorly executed and made it really creepy and stalkery and weird. Agreed. We have to rewrite it. It needs a revamp completely. You know, I know what's sad, though, is that, you know, Samantha, you sent out that link or someone sent a link about somebody's list that was published on like, yeah, some Yahoo article or something like that, the top movies. And that was like higher ranking than the Royal Nanny. And I was like, what is this? I feel like people did like that movie and I don't understand why. I mean, we talked to our guest reviewer, Kim, who reviewed Hanukkah on Rye with us, and she said she liked it. I feel like we need to talk to her more about that. (laughs) What? We need her to to clarify. (laughs) It's the first question I'm asking her after Christmas vacation when we get back to work. (laughs) Yeah, there's some serious red flags in the movie. Oh, what other ones did you hate? Let me count the ways. Which one did you and they least are G- hate on Gag? G-A-N-C. Oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. Oh, let's so talk sad. about Gag. Let's talk about, we have to, it's our wrap up. We brought Gag into our fold this year and it did disappoint. Yeah. Um, okay. So what they're, did they're I new. least... They're new. They're new, but also, as Samantha has pointed out several times, they <laughs> got top talent. They should be ahead of the game. They're what new, but I... they also know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. What True. did I like most on GAC was Destined at Christmas, which we did not review, but it was one of their early ones. I really liked the meat cute there. I thought that that was really adorable. And though... It was a story I feel I'd seen several times of let's spend two hours of misconnections trying to meet each other again. I was happy to watch it again. Nothing stuck out as, as horrible. That's a low bar. If nothing sticks right. out as horrible. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, even right. the titles are just kind of meh. I mean, the yeah. only one that I like really wanted to watch was a, a Hot Cocoa Christmas. And I'm not even sure I finished it. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I hope Gat comes with some better ones next year i don't i I don't i mean which one did you hate the least (laughs) or hate the most (laughs) both i think the worst on gak and you guys are gonna fight me on this i'm pretty sure but the bottom of the barrel for me was christmas on candy cane lane no oh wow i couldn't stand mrs walters wow over Um, a christmas present 
you know what? Sherry and I at lunch had this conversation today <laughs> and I said, I can't really point out a scene that I really enjoyed in Christmas on Candy Cane Lane. It was all pretty miserable. Whereas for a Christmas present, I liked them in the Christmas escape room and I liked selfies with Santa. That was something for there me. Were there were redeeming qualities for you. There in, was something that, that I could grab onto in that film. There wasn't in Candy Cane Lane. It was a convoluted story. They tried to do too much and it was just not for me. We will watch Andrea Barber again. I'm sure she will be in something else. Oh, she's been in other. She's has she been in other Christmas films? No, this is no, the first one. This no, was her no. first, one. first one. Well, let's let's give her a chance. Um, oh, you know, I'll we... watch her again. But I hope she's not so as Samantha says, mumsy in the next one. Mumsy. <laughs> I yeah. hope CCB doesn't do a wrong. Uh, next year. And Mrs. Walters, that actress is, it's much better in Must Love Christmas. So Yeah, she's been in quite a few Christmas movies and she usually delivers. They didn't do a good job for her. She didn't have a lot to work with. She didn't have a lot to work with. She was just mean. Yeah. And it was just too much. She was too mean. It's like, this is unnecessary. Okay, Danielle, what did you think of GAC this year? I feel like I can't properly evaluate it because I didn't watch a lot on it. I watched the bare minimum (laughs) in order to kind of (laughs) review for our podcast. And I was like, okay. So I watched what? The two movies that we reviewed and then the one that you and I watched, Samantha, that we both were like, (laughs) we couldn't couldn't pay attention. (laughs) I don't even know what the storyline was. Christmas at the drive-in. I cannot tell you the storyline. It was a drive-in. That's it. (laughs) I don't know anything. So I can't comment very well on them as a network. I feel bad, but I do agree even just reading the titles. None of those things excited me, but it's okay. Let's see what they do next year. Let's There's let's room again. to grow. Yes. There's room to grow. There's, I, oh, we can go up, right? Yeah. I wow. don't know if we could go down. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. We, I'm skeptical, we can but I'll definitely watch definitely go up. I do want to mention, because I talked about this in our Christmas Queen doubleheader about Candace Cameron Bure and leaving Hallmark to go to GAC. And one of the reasons may be that she wasn't being given more dramatic, meaty roles that she could sink her teeth into. She was always stuck in light Christmas rom-coms. I went back. I went back and looked at some of her other movies again, including Christmas Town and uh, Journey Back to Christmas, both of which have that meatiness, have that drama. There's a little bit of comedy in there, sure, but they do have that substance that she got from a Christmas present. So it's not that Hallmark wasn't offering her those types of roles. So maybe she didn't have as much creative control, though. That could be. So what are you saying, Erin Lee? What's the real reason she left? (laughs) I mean, should I just say she she left because she was not happy that Hallmark was embracing an LGBT storylines. That's my theory. My opinion, my thought, not official. I haven't talked to anyone. I don't know. I'm not in the know. That's what I think. Well, I hope she uses her creative control to um, make some better movies next year. I felt like this year was her year to shine and wasn't very fun. But I do hope we do some more special episodes. And one that I would like to do is a deep dive into Candace Cameron Bure. I think we should do a deep dive into her movies, break them down from her first Hallmark movie, Moonlight and Mistletoe with Tom Arnold to that rapid decline from 2019 to 2021. Because 
Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not super familiar, right? I am a, a lifetime person through and through, and that's what, what I'm exposed to. And I have different reference points. You know, if my reference points are like Melissa Joan Hart, you know, and Mario Lopez. So, well, maybe uh, we should do a deep dive into Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez too. I mean, those are fun. <laughs> I feel like Mario Lopez is still Mario Lopez. <laughs> He's just like playing himself in a different way every year. And I love it. <laughs> right. But we could go back to like holiday and handcuffs when they were worked together and on ABC family and have a great time with talking about those. Maybe Sherry could be on when we do that one. Sherry would love to be on when we do that. <laughs> That's her personal Sherry, favorite. Sherry loves the old ABC Family movies. She loves Holiday and Handcuffs. She loves one with Christina Milian called Snow Globe, where she gets trapped in a snow globe. And we both absolutely love the Mistletones. I love the Mistletones is, too. It's so much fun. It's like a Christmas caroling acapella musical treat uh, for the eyes and the ears with Tori Spelling. Yeah, it's great, Danielle. You should watch it. Aaron Lee told me to watch it and I did and I loved it. it well, I up. mean, I really liked an En Vogue Christmas, but <laughs> we're going down this road here. <laughs> en Vogue Christmas is great. Oh my gosh. Okay, folks, before we sign off, I do just want to dedicate this season of podcast in a pear tree to Sherry's dad, Mike, who died earlier this year. He was a great man and a great lover of Christmas and a great lover of Hallmark movies and Candace Cameron Bure. Sherry's told me how he would call her mother and her into the room to debate Candace Cameron Bure's hair color. That's how much he loved her. So this season's been for you, Mike. Thank you so much. We will all miss you. Well, I'm ex- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, start over. I have nothing to say. I was just going to fill that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the pause. There's a jinx pause there. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for this wrap up of the 2022 Christmas season. We've had a really great time talking about these movies with you, laughing about these movies with you. And we will be doing some special episodes during the year. So keep an eye out for that. And we will see you again for Christmas 2023. When we are going to have a whole new slate of movies to review. I can't wait. I know, I can't wait. Make sure to rate and follow. And if you feel so inclined, click that link and write a few words for us. We'd love to hear from you. And find us where you find your podcast. Bye. Bye.